You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Then they stay in sin. 
or goes on with a religious profession at the most. Brother, let me tell you this. But if you're going to make heaven, you will be an individualist. You know what an individualist is? One who does things on his own. Does what he sees right. Does what he want to do. Does what he knows to do. Are you listening? Are you with me? I mean that this morning. There are too many people with, I'll go if my wife goes. I'll take a stand if it doesn't offend my child or my mama or my aunt. You want to make heaven with that kind of attitude. Amen. You're going to have to stand ready to stand against mama as quickly as you do a total stranger to make heaven. The Bible says, in this last day, praise our God, your worst foes will be those of your own household. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. Hallelujah, I came to bring a sword. That you know that you stand for this gospel, there's going to be some suffering. Thank God there's going to be some trigger. There's going to be some desire. Thank God the right from the unrighteous. And you may have prepared for that. Thank God if you're standing back in the little corner waiting until your, your, your wife consents or until your husband agrees or until your mama dead in this case. When it comes to your salvation, praise our God, everybody got to stand back. There are no exceptions. That's what Noah did. Amen. Now let me show you something. Everybody else had as good an opportunity to be saved as Noah did. Oh, you let me preach the word to you this morning. God gave the message to Noah, and Noah preached that same message directly to the people with the same inspiration that he received it. How do you know? Because the Bible says, during the days of Noah, when the people were disobedient, souls who went prison, Christ went and preached to those people. How did he preach to them? Through Noah. He preached to them through Noah. The same message that Noah got from God, he preached to the people. I'm preaching that same message with the same inspiration this morning. Glory to God. I, I'm almost getting ahead of myself. What did Noah preach? Righteousness. Hallelujah. The Bible says Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He didn't say you must sin. He didn't say, I sin, you sin, everybody sin. He didn't say we all sin. Thank God knows that you got to live right. Knows that you can't do no wrong and get to heaven. That's all he preached was righteousness. The word of God said it. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. False prophets are preachers of sin. They're preaching praise our God, everybody sin. That's not God's, man. That's not God's message. God never gave nobody that message. Those are going to be lined up, dropping up in here because of that false doctrine. Amen. Praise our God. Let me tell you this, children. We are in a peculiar situation. God has left us here for a reason. Why? Because people have quit preaching righteousness in this land. And as a result, they are not producing a righteous people. God has left us here to preach righteousness. First, to live a life of righteousness. Will you pray with me? How did Noah condemn the world? By living a perfect life. I'll prove it to you by the word of God. Noah withstood the tide, withstood opposition, withstood the trends of his day. Amen. Went against pressure. Went contrary to popular opinion. And lived a perfect and a holy life in that dark and benighted world in which he was living. Noah did it. And God said that if this man will by my grace live right, everybody else has the access to the same grace. And if they don't live just as right, I'll drown them all. Do you know this morning, by your every deed and activity, you are either justifying or condemning this world? The Bible says the saints are going to judge the world. Brother, when you stand aloof from the world 
all these styles and fashion and exposing your body and walking modestly, you are telling the world that you must live this way. And when they get up before God and say that it was inconvenient, I would have done it, but I couldn't. He goes, there were some people that did it. And if they did it, you could have done it. And if you, praise our God, claim to be living this truth, and you are living something one degree less, and there are others who are following your pattern, there are those who are not convicted by your uprightness, you are justifying the world. If you can manifest a bad attitude and get by, then the worst I can do it too. If you can under pressure tear somebody off and get real holy, other people say I can do the same thing. And I would have blasted that idea this morning about this sanctimonious spirit. You can get under pressure, get in a tight, and say what you want to say to people and then get real holy. You can't do that. All these, because you don't like the way the wedding and the funeral is going, you're going to say what you want to say and fly out to heaven. You are condemned before God. You don't like who somebody is marrying, and you don't like the amen who's going to get the inheritance out. Uh, you don't like this or that about the funeral. You're going to get mad and explode and then get right when it's over. You don't do that. Thank God you are telling the sinners, you are telling those who are observing you, that it's all right to be like that. It's all right to fuss if, you get, if somebody press you far enough. It's all right to get mad if you're pushed in the corner. That's what you're telling. You're justifying them. You're justifying them. But thank God when you maintain your composure and even spirit, keep reading your soul when people are pressing and piling things up on you. And then how do you do it? You are telling them you're going to do the same thing or you're condemned. You're saying you got to go through the same way or you are condemned. That's how I know it condemned the world, brother. They observed him in every area of his life. They watched him everywhere. They watched him under pressure. They watched his eyes when women passed by. And they never saw a passionate stare in all those 120 years. 120 years without one lustful stare. 120 years never got mad. 120 years never gossiped. At least 120. No, look at me like I'm a poofy before I get through. I'm just kind of laying the groundwork now. I'm, we're going in the Word. I, everything I've said, I'm going to prove it to you. By the Bible. You're going to be judged when you leave here. Don't leave early. What did Noah do? How did he condemn them? Listen. When God showed and made clear to Noah what he must do. Now you get the wording here. The Bible said he moved with fear. In other words... You notice all of the men of God that ever amounted anything to God, they had the fear of God. Then the Bible said about Moses, when he had to take a stand for truth and righteousness down in Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, what, he feared God. Many people would take a stand today, but they fear what somebody else is going to say. Brother, many people in the city of Jackson know the church of God is right. They have to admit it. Can't find a thing wrong with it. But you know why they don't come to it? They fear what their friend going to say. They fear all this gossip that have been piled up and they're going to roast in hell. If you reject what you know is right for any reason, you'd be lost. If you refuse to stand on what God has shown you because everybody else is doing it, because somebody you had confidence in said that it was all right, you lost. Noah moved with fear. Thank God when God said what to do, he forgot everybody else. He forgot whether Miss Noah might leave him or not. He forgot whether Sham, Ham, and Japheth might go with him or not. Thank God that the Bible he moved with fear. God said, I'm going to do it. I die. There's no need of nobody trying to whisper in my ear. God said it. And I'm going to do it at any cost. I fear God more than I do popular opinion. I fear God more than I do the pressure that might be brought to the bear as a result of my doing it. If people feared God more, it wouldn't be all of this putting one foot across the line and snatching it back right quick. If people feared God more, they would respect one another to a great extent. If people feared God more, they'd take a second thought before they would do a lot of things. Before they start messing with standards and getting worldly and all this kind of mess. They wouldn't take chances on their souls, as they are doing, if they actually feared God. No fear in the land. Brother, I'm telling you the truth. We have gone to funerals 
one after another, young people and everything else dying, or to stir up the whole city. Brother, people come to the funeral drunk. No fear of God. A tragedy can happen. They never stop doing what they're doing. Anything happens, brother. The fear of God. No, but left the land. Amen. Children growing up in saintly homes and try to slip things in there that are ungodly. No fear of God. No fear of God. Amen. All right. Noah moved with fear and he maintained it. Will someone pray with me? Will you please pray hard with me? There's something in this eye you're going to have to get, children. Listen. Some of us feared God initially or at the outset, but after a while, the people relieved us. Let me explain something to you. You can have a strong God-given conviction, and you can begin holding it tight. But you begin to look around. Well, Sister So-and-So is sanctified, I believe. And he's a good old saint. And, and I believe they're walking pretty close. So maybe I stepped out too far. And the fear that you had of crossing that thing is alleviated when you see some other good people doing it. Pray hard with me. You lose that fear, brother. When you look around and observe other people who are not holding it, you see other people cutting off corners, amen, and you fear that if I do that, I'll drop off a meeting to hell, but now you can do it with boldness. Well, maybe it wasn't so bad after all. Maybe I didn't see it quite right. Brother, let me tell you something. You had better get enough fear in your soul that if God has ever shown you anything, I wouldn't cause it if I die. If everybody else started doing it, I'm, I fear God. I fear what God has shown me. I'm going to hold it by the grace of God. Noah moved with fear. Brother, that's why there are so many religious groups in apostasy and in darkness today. You know why? Do you know why? They lost the fear of God. What God showed them in bygone days, what they feared to do lest God stamp his disapproval upon it, now they don't fear it anymore. Brother, I can remember even in the movement years ago, when I went in service, one of the fellows went with me. He had a little name bracelet on. And he said, do you think this is too worldly? You know, just any little thing made a difference. Will you pray with me? Will you pray with me? I mean, in the nominal churches, I mean, that much fear was there. They feared to do anything. What do, you, what do you think about this? You think this is too loud? Fear God! Not fanaticism, but I don't want to cross God. I fear lest I lose my joy. I lose my, my peace with God. That fear, brother, is all but gone for the most part now. Amen. Every little thing made a difference. Everything mattered. Judge everything. Even trusting God for that body. Would this indicate a lack of faith? They didn't care whether you saw it or not. That wasn't the idea. They feared God. See, the fear of God will cause you to live real close when nobody's watching you. Will cause you to maintain real close convictions when you are a thousand miles away in a strange country. Brother, in fact, when you really fear God, you'll hold this thing tighter when you are away from the saints than when you are here. You know why? Because if you're around us, we might straighten you out. But I won't take no chance of the way out there because if I get off, I might just be off. I do it because I feared God. You know, when I was in service, I can remember so distinctly how that I was so concerned about every word that I spoke. And I mean that. That's no exaggeration. Every word that I spoke. 3,000 miles away from home. But the conviction of God was so strong upon me, they weren't, I didn't even want to say an idle word, let alone go out and adultery and all that kind of stuff. Do you hear me? I might apologize two or three times if I didn't get a word right, just to make sure I'm right. The fear of God. Didn't, I was afraid, praise our God, to get off one degree. But get this, though, children. Get this. That's good about 30 years ago. But what Noah was saying, because he continued that to the end. A lot of us were so sensitive that we didn't want to step on ants at one time. And we like to talk about those times when we were living so close and so tight. But, but what about after 35 or 40 years? What about after five years? What about after a year? That's the issue. Thank God Noah kept that same fear. 
I guess he saw generations come and generations go. People change their minds and back up and do everything and all that another time. That's what pulls preachers down. Will you pray with me? Pray hard with me because this is going to affect you real, real bad. What pulls preachers down is because after they, if they hold a standard so long, the people begin to change and they'll put pressure on you for not changing. You don't know, things of God. Don't, you don't know. See, because it's not directed at you. When I hold certain standards and people see I'm not going to change and I see them changing. I can feel that antagonism. When they begin to let down and, and see that I'm not going to let down with them. And that, when that is constantly hurled in your direction, one after another that you never know about. And you see, well, if I just let down a little bit here, I would have to go through that. And nobody would know it. If I just ease up a little here, I would satisfy them and get the pressure off me. And I could do it without any kind of uh, fanfare. I could just do it secretly. But thank God, Noah feared God more than he feared a congregation of people. Noah feared God more than he feared a reformation of people, a denomination of people. Thank God he said, God showed me the thing. God showed me how I got to hold it. God showed me just exactly how to build the ark and how to hold the thing. And by the living grace of God, I'm going to hold it precisely to the end. You pray with me. Pray hard with me this morning. Now, let's turn to the actual incident over in Genesis 6. And we want to see just how Noah condemned the world. All right? What did it say? Give me uh, 6 six. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. It grieved him at his heart. You, 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 better, you, you better wake up and pray because you, you might get a shock wave here pretty soon. But you, better, you better wake up, praise the Lord God. You better wake up. How you saying, son? And the Lord said, I will destroy man. I will destroy man whom I created from the earth. Read. Both man and beast. Both man and beast. It repented me. I'm sorry that I ever made him. Read. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now let me show you something. Why did Noah find grace? Because he wanted grace. Because he desired to live right and God said, you want to live right, I give you grace to do it. Why did everybody else find grace? They didn't want no grace. If you want grace to hold out, if you need grace to live single for a lifetime, God will give you that grace. But most people want to wax one and do what they want to do. So God, I ain't giving you nothing. I'm going to let you do what you want to do. I'm going to let, let, let you be exposed. Let the people do what you're all about. I'm going to let you bring a disgrace upon yourself. Why? You don't want no grace. You don't want grace to stay right. You want, thank God, you want to do what you want to do. And I see it. And I sense it. God saw that Noah willing to live right among all those people. And God gave him grace. If God see you want to live right perfectly and uprightly, God will give you grace to do it. The reason why people say, I can't live right, I can't live holy, they don't want to do it. I know they don't want to do it. They can do it if they want to do it. God will give them grace to do it. Read. These are the generation of Noah. All right. Noah was a just man and perfect in his Did I tell you, praise our God. The Bible, he was a just and what? He was what? A just man and perfect. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute, son. He was a just man. Everything he did was just. He didn't take advantage of anybody. He didn't take sides with nobody when they were wrong. If he was not sure whether he was right or wrong, he would give them the benefit of the doubt. Amen. Because you were my cousin and my friend, praise our God, he wouldn't give him the nod. He was a just man. There aren't many just people in the land today. I want you to design the character of this man. He was a just man. Everything he did, justice was involved. Let me tell you some things of God. If we aren't careful, our relatives are going to send us to hell. You, if you aren't careful, that old blood thicker than water situation is going to send you straight to hell as I'm standing here. Brother, let me tell you something. When justice is involved, and I don't care who's involved. Do you hear me? And I mean that with all that I possess this morning, praise our God. Some of you are careful, praise our God, you're going to take side with things you know to be wrong just because they're kidding you. 
you'll die and be lost as soon as I'm standing here. Thank God no was a just man. No, when you bring it before him, praise our God. He disregarded personality. He was a just man. When he got through with the situation, you had it, 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 was, it was judged righteously. It was judged on the merits of the situation, not on who was involved. You pray with me this morning, son. Yeah, we're trying to preach this thing this morning. If you hit me in just a little while, read. Just man. Come on. He was perfect. Wait a minute. You can say what you want to say. Can't nobody live perfect. Well, that was one. And if you're going to help, you're going to do it. How do you know? Because all of those who didn't live perfect was lost. They were drowned. Why? Because they weren't perfect. Well, nobody lived perfect. Well, then anybody going to hell? That's what you're saying. You can let false prophet pour all this stuff in your head that can't nobody live perfect if you want to. You're going to have to do it to get to heaven. And get this. Get this. It didn't say anybody go to Church of God on South Street going to heaven. It didn't say everybody goes where a preacher is preaching perfection is going to heaven. You can sit on this gospel and be just as imperfect as a person never came here. You can sit on this gospel and be a thousand miles away from perfection. It's a personal thing. How do you know it? Because all those people got the same message that Noah got and they didn't live it. So you can sit right here and don't live it. So don't think you're going to find a refuge just because you come here. And we're gonna give you. We're gonna. We're gonna make it clear. I, I, you know what? I'm so glad. That, that's why I rejoice this morning. You know why I rejoice this morning? I said, Lord, I'm so glad I'm delivered from people. And I'm gonna preach this thing just like you gave it to me. Don't make me. No, I don't. I don't care about no faces. Or nobody else. I mean that with all my heart. Well, thank God. Well, you like me? Don't like me? Change on me? Turn up your nose at me? Praise our God. Get cold. I mean that with all my heart. You know what I'm doing? I'm trying my best to be living like Noah. I'm intending to live this message like God gave it to me, and then you got to live it. I'm not worried about you after that. I'm going to preach everything that God gave me, and you got to do it. All you got to do is you don't have no choice. Every last bit of it. If you saw me, if you've seen me under pressure and, and never saw me mad, then you can't get mad. Huh? If I can control my appetite, you got to control yours. Huh? If I don't cover my my wife, my children, my cousin, you can't do it to yours. Are you with me? If I can trust God, you got to trust Him too. Amen. Help me out this morning, Holy Ghost. Come on with us, son. God. God, he didn't make one step. A lot of people make one good step with God. But despite all that opposition, when people praise our God, amen, say you're a fanatic. What you doing, Noah? Walking. When people say you're going overboard, Noah. Come on. When people say thank God, you're crazy, Noah. When they say, Noah, that's not necessary. Noah, I'm going to give me another husband anyway. Amen. Noah, I'm going to give me a boy to pay. We're going to hug and kiss. Thank God he kept walking. No, we ain't coming to your church no more. You don't have no quiet to keep up being like that. Amen. Your best ties are going to leave if you keep that up. Amen. Old mother thoughts are going home if you keep that up. Go to God. Step on walking, praise our God. Don't kill each other. Amen. Walk down to heaven, glory to God. Thank God he just kept on walking on up to glory. No, all your congregation leaving. You're, all you got is 2,000, 1,500, 1,200, 200, 50, 10, 8. The devil tried to disturb me sometimes. I got a great, much bigger congregation than Noah had at the end. I might not end up with him anymore, but I got him now. At least around. He walked with God. Amen. I, 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 he, he, dad don't need to get excited because somebody make two or three good steps. 
Brother Sons are really walking in the year, but I'm going to see how long he's going to walk. I'm going to see if he's going to keep walking. Wait till people start getting him off in the corner and say that's not necessary. Wait till get him off in the corner and say, all oh, that stuff Brother Hamlin talking, you ain't got to do all that. I'm going to see how you're going to walk in. You're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your this, you're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your girlfriend, you're going to lose your boyfriend. I'm going to see if you're going to keep walking. Hallelujah to God. I'm going to show you what no preaching is after a while. Keep walking. I'm going to show you what preaching is. I just found it out this morning. Hallelujah to God. Yeah, go to God. Thank the Lord. All right. Praise God. See, Noah didn't get discouraged. He would not allow himself to become, you couldn't discourage him. Whisper on him. Get a little group, sit over in the corner and be quiet on him. Get his best friend to clam up on him. You could discourage Noah. Say, shout one Sunday, praise our God, stay home the next. You can discourage Noah. Wouldn't be discouraged. Why stop singing? Usher no, usher no more. The deacon's not deacon, praise God, he kept on going. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't be discouraged. No, you couldn't discourage any kind of way. Thank God he was no people's preacher. He was a preacher of righteousness. He was a preacher of righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. That's a praise. Let me tell you this. Let me, let me make you an announcement this morning, just in case you haven't got the depth of it. If it ever comes a time... And if you think I'm wrong, you, you just keep waiting. If there ever comes a time that I have to make a decision between any of you and righteousness, I got to sacrifice you. And, and I don't have no name written on that either. Do you hear me? I don't have no, no name. God knows I don't have no name written over it. Now, I appreciate people. I'm very close to some people, but if it comes, if it's principles involved, I, I got to sacrifice you. See, they won't let me tell you, a lot of people take you for granted when you are friendly and outgoing and soft. They think you'll favor them regardless. And see, sometimes people mistake me because I'm not a boisterous person, you know. See, you know, I mean, if, even if I got to cut you off, we're not going to have an argument about it. I just deal with it and go about my business and keep on praising God. See, I don't have to fuss with you to deal with you. See, but many times people will take you for granted if you're that kind of person. If you, you know, if you, you know, if you take a personal interest in them, you know, many preachers are professional. You know, they they with each other group and go about their business. If you see them and doing office hours, forget it, you know. But many times, if you just be outgoing and personal and concerned about every aspect of people's life, they'll take you for granted. And then when you have to take a stand, they're real hurt. Well, brother, but I didn't know. Well, that's right. A lot of things you're gonna find out. <laughs> I didn't know you liked it. That's right. You didn't know it. You never got like you are now. That's why you didn't know it. You got wrong. Now you're going to find it. Now you know. Hallelujah. All right. Now, what was Noah preaching? Huh? No, we're righteous. And that's too general. Let's, let's find out precisely what he's preaching. Give me the first verse. Give me the first verse. I'm going to show you. Come on, so give it to me loud so I let somebody else Come on. Turn the past. When men began to multiply on the face of the earth. What? Daughters were born unto them. Sons of God saw that the daughters of men. Wait a minute. Here's where the unrighteousness came to bear. Are you, 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 are you going with me? You, you going all the way with me? Well, pray with me. This is where the unrighteousness came into focus. Anytime there's a general problem today, this, in almost every case, is the underlying factor. Every apostasy that you've ever known about was because wrong man and the wrong woman got together. And nobody was straightening it out. Nobody would stop it. People swapping wives and getting unsaved people and hugging and, and, and courting them and going with and everything else. And nobody would stop it. 
And that's what got the, that would have brought every, almost every apostasy. And preachers get so much opposition because it catered so much to the flesh that they've left it alone. And they can't preach righteousness and leave it alone. Amen. Read it, son. Read it loud. And it came to pass. When they began to multiply, when you got more, you better watch it. When people begin to multiply, they're going to bring a lot of things in. You come up for a big congregation, but everybody bring their personal problems. More people, more problems. And if you're not prepared to deal with it, you better be good to stay little. When they began to multiply, brother, things got increasingly worse. What? Daughters were born unto them. Listen, listen. You can be a son of God and the Holy Ghost and everything else if you ain't careful a fair woman to kill you. And don't come to my... If we want a real church of God, of course you don't come and read for that. We want to be real holy, real holy, of course you'll be holy enough. You already made your choice in the flesh. You got you somebody with fair. You ain't getting no, no praying woman. You got, a fair, you got a fair woman. That's what the Bible said, wasn't it? They weren't talking about no praying woman. They want a, they want a fair woman. Come on, come on. They want somebody to appeal to them. Brother, if you're in the flesh, you're going to cross the line somewhere. You're going to end up with the wrong one somewhere. Listen, the reason why I preach so much about this is because nothing in the world of the Bible have caused more problem than this. Read, son. Listen, I wait a minute. That's, wait a minute, that's enough. If they're fair, that's good enough. Now we'll do it. We'll we'll abandon anything. If they're fair, that's enough. And what happened? I don't care whether it's somebody else's wife or how many they got behind them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her because she's fair. You, you not praying? You all praying me? You all say amen because she might become involved. Well, we will do it. We won't let you. Come on. Give me that again, son. Listen, brother. When I preach this, I know what I'm talking about. I can see something when I preach it. I know what I'm doing. Y'all hold me up. Hold me up! Boy, let me tell you something. A fair woman can make you forget all kind of convictions. Make you claim salvation when you ain't got none and everything else. You don't fool me. You don't fool me with that kind of fly by night mess. Brother, let me tell you. Vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. Brother, praise God, we got people can hang around for 25 years. To get a fair man, a fair woman. Come to church, and you, you've seen it just recently. I like this church. You didn't like no church, now you like a man. And get him and go, and you don't see neither one of them after a while. I've never seen one come in for that reason, did anything anyway. I don't care how long they hang around. I pray my strength, I said. Pray my strength this morning, praise our God. Brother, this fairness of complexion, this fairness of figure, this fairness of the general makeup supersedes the will of God in the life of most people. The will of God is secondary in most instances because fairness is the motive. And I know I'm right. I know I'm right! Give me a little more of that, son. They were fair. I'm going to take a... Let me, let me show you this. They, what was the issue? They took the wrong wife. Pray, my friend. And anybody that got the wrong one, you can't be right with a wrong wife. I don't care. And you better make sure it's right. And you can let a false prophet, uh, somebody, praise our God, who's close to you, urge you into something if you want to. You can't be right with a wrong mate. Am I in the Bible? That's what brought the mess. This kind of mess here would cause the world to be destroyed. That's how God looks at it. That's God's attitude toward it. Pray, pray me this morning. That's what brought it on. 
God, people get in the flesh and get who they want to get. I don't care if it's a second or third time or fourth time around. Preachers and everybody else doing it. Disqualifying themselves. Pray my strength this, pray my strength this morning. Praise the God. We might not have no more services. Amen. Jesus might come. I got to give an account of this. Praise the God. You have to. Don't push me. I'll go further into this thing. Y'all pray, my friend. Do you know what? Now, when I say, I mean, I don't have nothing else to live for anyway. I'm serious. I have nothing else to live for. Nothing. When I say that, I got to be right or I, I lie. See, I'm not looking for anything else here. Whatever, if God give it to me, good. If you don't, I, I'm not coming for nothing. So I have no need to do nothing but preach the gospel. Whatever else comes is just an incidental. No, what, what did we read that again, son? That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you they want they, they change your mind. They'll change your mind. They'll change your mind. And can I say more? There is nobody that is so settled and so strong and so holy that they can expose themselves to this thing without eventually falling. Association brings amalgamation. Don't you tell me you'll crumble. I mean, you all can take this. You'll crumble as sure as I'm standing here eventually. Keep on fooling around with somebody who's fair to you. I don't care if it's forbidden fruit or what it is, you're going to crumble. I don't care how off limits it is. I don't care how clear you seem that you ought not to do it. You're going to end up doing it. Preachers have stood in the pulpit just as I'm preaching today and messed around after their maybe wife died or something, saw a fair woman and got a string of husband behind him, went and got her. Why? Got too close. Messed around too long. Wouldn't make a decision. But you have something you can't play with. Now, if you don't have enough experience, you don't know, you better take my word this morning. But you got, to, you got to be decisive about something and leave it alone. I don't care how fair it is. And many times when you make a decision, you bring other people to the decision. You know what they're hanging around for when you, if you make a decision. The devil don't hang around for nothing. When he, when he hang around, you see something. Let him know, wait a minute, I told you, praise the God, I'm, 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 not, I'm not available. I mean that. For instance, there's no sense in trying to be nice to me, but I'm not available. And won't be. Then you know what they're made of. Well, maybe the Lord will work out something. They're going to be around here as long as you live. You're giving them some little hope. What are they going to work out? They're going to work you out if you ain't careful. Give me, give me a little more scripture, son. Come on, son. Wait, anybody pray with me? We, do y'all care anything about the word of God? Well, look at what God is saying then. Read, son. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always fry with man. God, I'm going to leave you alone. See, if you keep on pulling, I'm going to turn you loose. Am I in the Bible? God, I'm striving and sending you messages, trying to hold you back, trying to keep you out of destruction. I'm going to leave you alone. Then you won't have no restraint. Then you can't help but do it. I'm going to take away all inhibitions. I'm going to remove all restraints. I've tried. I've convicted you. I've put red lights in your path. And you disregarded every last one of them. Now I'm not going to strive with you anymore. Get them. Do what you want to do. Go and get her. Go and get him. Now your flesh is going to overwhelm you and you've got to do it. Now you're going to defy everything and do it. Why? Because when I was striving with you, trying to lead you in a right path, you did it anyway. Now I'm going to leave you alone. This is what people need to understand today. God will leave you alone after a while. Keep on telling God by your action, leave me alone and see if he won't do it. Keep on letting God know by your action that I don't want this truth. God said, well, I'll, I'll let you go back down to Babylon. 
I'll let you go to church where you want to go and be lost on top of it. If you don't want this truth, I'll let you, go, I'll let you eat what you want to eat. I'll let you go down there where they tell you you can do what you want to do and be saved. I'll let you let a false prophet lead you and both of you fall into hell. If you don't want this truth, then I'm, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to send you the truth. I'm going to enlighten your mind. And if you don't want it, I'll quit striving with you. I'll leave you alone. This is what people need to understand. God will leave you alone. Every time something comes, I'm going to back. I can't make it. I'm going to back. Well, God, okay, I'm going I'm to let you go. But when you get out there, I will never draw you anymore. I won't, you, won't, you won't be worried about the Holy Ghost no more. You don't worry about no more conviction after this. People always, you got to beg and plead. Don't do this. Don't get mad. Don't backslide. Don't hold nothing against nobody. God, I'm going to leave you alone. And let you do exactly what your old contrary spirit is impelling you to do. That's what Noah preached against. This is what Noah was preaching against. How do you know? Because that was wrong and he was a preacher of righteousness. That's what he preached against. He was trying to straighten this mess out. Lord, this, the Holy Ghost just keep on pouring something in me here. Look here. But do you know in 120 years when this spirit got possession of these people, they couldn't straighten it out? Brother, this thing is teaching me something. I don't care how much I preach. If you fool around and let a spirit get too much sway over you, I can't stop you. Will somebody pray for me? You keep on fooling around. And the devil will keep itching and going to get you one step too far in the wrong direction. And I can preach all I want to. We can have confidence. That please don't do it, honey. You're going to kill yourself. You are committing spiritual suicide. Don't do it. It don't make no difference what we say after a while. Brother, these people had gotten under this old flesh and spirit and there was nothing that Noah could do to turn them around. Let me tell you something else. We said, Brother Hanson, you need to go down there and preach. You need to go there and preach. Let me tell you. I can preach where I want to and Jesus can too, brother. You're not going to turn some of these people around. These people are in the flesh and they think they're getting away with it and they're not going to stop. I don't care who preaches down there. That's why I pray that if God can't get no glory, close the door. And that's what God's doing. Where people can't not go receive help, I don't, want, I don't want to be bothered with it. God, the Bible says, a long suffering of God. God suffered a long time with these people, 120 years, preaching this gospel that we, you're hearing this morning. Preaching this truth. Preaching righteousness. In every respect. And he could not turn him. That's serious, brother. But here, this is what this is what's troubling me. The Bible says, in the days of the Son of Man, it's going to be the same as it was in the day of Noah. What do you mean, Brother Hampton? Brother Hampton, you're going to be preaching to people who are heading in the same direction, and you're not going to be able to stop them. Well, Brother Hampton, why don't you just get discouraged since the Bible says that? Why do you just keep on? Well, I don't know who the few are going to be. So I just keep preaching. It might be the one I leave alone. So I just keep preaching. I just keep preaching. I just keep on preaching. If, if it were not for these kind of passages, I'd get discouraged sometimes. But I think about old man Noah. Preached this truth for 120 years and ended up with eight people. A preacher of righteousness. He had his family with him. That troubles me. He had his family with him. The rest of them didn't. Only one had his family with him. Is somebody praying with me? Lord have mercy. Give me that ninth verse again, son, in Genesis chapter 6. These, these are the generations of Noah. I want to close this thing out here. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. That's enough. Now read that slowly and clearly one more time. These are the generations, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. Noah was a just man. 
and perfect in his generation. Now, let me give you one definition. A just man and perfect. This is how he condemned the world, because he was a just man and a perfect man. Now, here's the definition. I looked up the definition for the word perfect. Lacking in no respect. He was not lacking anywhere. His attitude was even. There was not a time when he manifested a bad attitude. There was never a time when he produced any corrupt thoughts. There never was a time he was not faithful to what God has shown him. How do you know? Because God, if I had time, I go into that. God gave Noah the pattern. You follow me? God gave Noah the pattern. He said, I wanted three stories high. I wanted doors in the side. All those details. And it took him 120 years to finish it, but he never stopped. He never, he kept right to the, to the T. For 120 long years, I'm going to read that to you this morning, to show you how he kept all of those details progressively for 120 years. God saved you. How many times have you deterred? He didn't get slack. He finished it on time. He didn't get lukewarm and had to try to get fired again. He didn't fall out and try to start back building art 20 years later. He didn't get disgusted with the people and say, I'm going to leave it alone. If y'all want to drown, drown. Nothing stopped him. Absolutely nothing even deterred him for a moment. Perfect. You all can fling the word perfection around all you want to, dear one. I'm getting there and all this kind of thing, brother. But that's why God gives the gift for the perfecting, the perfecting of the saints. And if you don't respond to it, it grieves my heart when I see people who manifest bad attitudes and by the time you think they're perfected and you look at them five or six years later and here it comes again. Lord, will they ever be perfected? How did Noah condemn the world? Just in all of his dealings. Perfect in his generations. Faithful to the end of everything that God showed him. Would never stop, would never deter. Wouldn't be moved by anybody. Influence his own household. What about you and your generation? Would you be eligible to enter the ark this morning? Would you be eligible to enter the ark this morning? The ark of God. Those who were imperfect were not. Those who didn't walk with God. See, now you get this, dear one. Walking is a continuous motion. You, you look, look up these words. Walking is a continuous, this is what Noah did, this is why Noah made it. He walked with God. All, for all those years, his motion was continuous. There were, I don't find where there were any lapses or any breaks. Or he got off track or something happened and then he got, then he got discouraged and all this kind of thing. Dear one, this is serious. This is serious. And especially the prophecy that we would be the same as in the days of Noah. Let's escape this thing. Let's do whatever is necessary. Let's make whatever commitment is necessary to escape this thing. You can. If Noah found grace, we all can find grace. But do you want grace? That's the issue. Do you want to pay the price? Or do you want to go and claim to be a Christian and live the way you want to live? Now, if you actually and truly wants help this morning if you're honest enough to admit you need help a salvation a deliverance or whatever God will give it to you at the altar or the prayer room you can come we'll pray with you but if you prefer to go on like no generation I'm alright and let God close the door for eternity then that's your choice but we trust that you make a wise choice shall we stand
without a lot of pleading we don't intend to do it because I believe God was dealing with you as we spoke this morning if you're honest in your heart and willing to submit to the voice of God God help us this morning See, Noah preached it like we preached it, and people ignored it. I'm all right, I'm doing fine. By their actions and by their attitudes. He said, I measure up later, but one day the ark door closed, and there was no later. One day there was no later. The Bible said, God locked him in. God slammed that big door, brother. And it was slammed for eternity. Those who were without. Dear one, let me tell you something. I guess Noah stood before the people as I have this morning, pleading, preaching, and begging, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. And people said, well, I'm going to get right one day, Noah. I'm going to get right one day. I'm not quite ready yet. I got a few more things I got to see after yet, Noah. I'm going to get right one day. I'm going to get right one day, Noah. Now, you just, I'm going to surprise you one of these days, Noah. But one of those days, the rain began to fall. The water began to shoot up out of the ground. And then the people saw that it was a reality. And after a while, the people saw what Noah was preaching. It was no joke. And then they began to get serious about it. But after God had slammed the big ark door for eternity, what are we singing? 296. God have mercy upon us this morning. 296, please. God have mercy. I'm going to tell you, let me say this before we sing. Let me say this. You know, dear one, let me show you something. See, I was thinking this morning, when people are living and in good health, the devil will not allow them to see beyond here and now. But dear one, when God slams that mercy door of eternity, and you wake up and realize that you are out for eternity, it's going to be a different story. When you realize that there won't be no more prayer, there won't be no more altar calls, there won't be no more say, Lord, have mercy. There won't be no say, Lord, save me. When you recognize that and you're on the outside, then all that I'm saying this morning will become a reality to you. But now you're in good health and you think you've got a long life and a long future, so you're not affected by it. But God help you and wake you up this morning. All right. Shall we sing? Shall we sing the song? I'm going to tell you, you better move for another God. Wash me and I whiter than snow whiter than snow yes whiter than snow wash me and I do you want this is a grand and glorious privilege that we have this morning to get right with God God help us. Dear one, that's something can happen in this life that you can't reverse, that you might suffer as a result of your hardness and your obstinance. Amen. Then say, Lord, give me one more chance. There won't be any more. If God has spoken to your heart this morning to any degree, dear one, see, let me tell you this, children. This thing of perfection is more than you realize. Some people think, I can say I'm saved, but all of the details of their life is not up to the par. Just because I say I'm saved, that means I'm going to heaven. But they want, it's more than saying that I'm saved. What about keeping your word? What about paying your bills? What about being honest to people? What about dealing justly? What about all these little minute things? Everybody claiming salvation. But those, that's not what's going to overthrow people. Give me another verse, please.
God. Thank you, Lord. One more time, please. Quieter than snow. Yes, whiter than snow. Wash me and I shall be quieter. Lord, have mercy. We're going to be white to get an argument. All to escape the thing to come. God have mercy upon us.